1: Yeah, we've been we've been stumbling and bumbling on it for quite a while here, but we'll speed things up as we go into next week's uh, preview. Because guess what? We we go we've got four games against the MAC coming up. Not a whole lot of interesting things. A couple a couple decent nuggets towards the end here. Kent State, Penn State. What do you see?
0: Well, I mean, Woody Barrett is an absolutely unstoppable force at quarterback, as we learned in week one. Um, actually, Kent State did dismantle Howard, which I kind of liked that you know that they were able to beat this dude named Howard. Um, Fuck Howard, man. Seriously. They always like when teams that you embarrassingly beat or lost to uh, end up then doing better than expected in the next week. Like, hey, you saw you you said Utah State put up a bunch of points, made you feel a little better, but yeah.
1: Um, Small but
0: case. they've got no chance of winning this game. Um, Ab State had a quarterback that was a baller, but Woody Barrett is not quite a baller on his level. And even if he were, he has no help around him. The offensive yeah. line is going to get mauled. I mean. Yeah, we're we're gonna. This will be the first of two demonstrations that Penn State is better than Illinois.
1: Moving right along, Ball State at IU. Um, you know, Ball State was has been one of the worst teams in the MAC the last few years, but they gave Notre Dame more of a fight than we thought last week.
0: They got a second year head coach now who uh, had a, a roster that was. Really weird-shaped and uh, decimated by some key injuries in the defense last year. And so last year was one of those just rock-bottom, tear-it-all-down type of years and maybe is doing a little better this year, but I don't think enough to withstand the rushing attack that Indiana demonstrated that they're capable of putting down. Yeah,
1: not much to see here. Temple at Maryland. Mm.
0: Um. I don't know. Is Temple any good anymore? No. Nah. Okay, that'll do it.
1: <laughs> uh, Troy at Nebraska.
0: Okay, this is one to watch because uh, although Troy got thrashed by
1: Boise State... This might be one of the really good Boise State teams that they have every few yeah, years. Yeah, this, so. this
0: really could be one of the best Boise State teams, uh, you know, of the of the post-TCU uh, as an also G5 group yeah. era.
1: Yeah, Brett Rippian's having really a comparable career to Kellen Moore, and we remember how that senior year went, so yeah... Uh, the fact that Troy got roughed up by Boise, you shouldn't really mean all that much. I think this is going to be more about Nebraska, frankly, and whether or not Adrian Martinez is good to go, and if he's not, how they adjust the game plan for Andrew Bunch.
0: Yeah, because actually, with Martinez out, this could be a big problem. And don't don't think that we're just trolling here because uh, Troy controlled the game against uh, you know on the road against LSU last year, and you know they lost a starting quarterback, but the defense is still largely intact.
1: So if Nebraska's got schematic and fit problems with their quarterback, it might be a little more of a game than you think. I would still think Nebraska wins here, but don't be don't try to get heartburn uh, if this game is harder than it would be. You're going to have a bit big enough problem with the runs as course, it is. Of course,
0: it's funny because we basically are giving this the same preview that we gave them for Akron, so I guess this game's just going to get stormed out. Y'all
1: just afraid to play or what? I mean, All right, so we got BYU at Wisconsin. Cougars have been a little bit better early on than we thought, but still in Camp Randall. Badger's been rolling the last couple weeks. You see any interest here?
0: I mean, not particularly. One of the interesting byproducts that I don't, that I don't think we mentioned we should have in Dick Trip of the Week was that, uh, boy, I think Kevin Sumlin might not have any idea what he's doing out in Arizona. <laughs> oh my yeah, God!
1: You would think. I mean. Wouldn't having a, a quarterback as dynamic as Khalil Tate have been like a godsend for a new coach with his type of spread philosophy? But Khalil no, Tate looked...
0: threw it like forty times. That is not how you use Khalil Tate. Yeah, man. Anyway, this is relevant because BYU's uh, BYU first you know got our attention when they uh, throttled Arizona, and then Arizona went on to go down thirty eight to nothing against Houston. Yeah, this past
1: weekend. Well, and you know, granted. Houston, if you haven't watched them play yet, you should do that because you should watch Ed Oliver go against college competition because it's hilarious. Uh, but <laughs> it's it's basically the highlight reel of every defensive line prospect oh, you've ever the seen. The Jadavian
0: Clowney highlight film. Yes, <laughs> that <laughs> <whereas> one's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So <laughs> we're like, even when the guy's in his stance, he's like taller than the quarterback who's standing up. Not really because Oliver has this incredibly low stance that he uses, but unless we get into that, you should watch Houston. Is my point. So watch anyway. you, don't watch this game. Watch Houston.
0: Yeah, cuz B- BYU at Wisconsin is likely to be a kind of a ugly boxing match that Wisconsin will come away from with a pretty easy win.
1: Yeah, it'll it might be one of those things where they have a sluggish start to it. You know, the fans don't show up. Maybe not all the players are even on the sideline yet. I sometimes get the impression that's what happens in those non-conference games in Camp Randall is some of the players are also still tailgating outside. Uh, But, yeah, we'll probably end up seeing a final score that makes you kind of scroll right past it with your eyes. Um, SMU at Michigan. SMU, one of the worst teams in the group of five now. They've really regressed the last couple years after showing some signs of life. I thought they were decent last year because Chad Morris... Right, got hired away from there to coach Arkansas. I think that was more function of his system. Is
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't really there long enough to, to put it into play. They had um, they they got out to an early nine nothing lead on TCU, thanks largely to TCU just not being able to get out of their own way. But uh, that quickly evaporated. Now, that, was,
1: that was another thunderstorm game, though, if I remember right. Yeah. So you get a little bit of a random number generator effect. We're those. we're
0: you know, and we're gonna get a bunch more of these as there is. A big old hurricane very slowly making its way towards the east coast.
1: Yeah, it's supposed to make landfall like Thursday night. Yeah, which means it's going
0: to be moving right over the Midwest this weekend. Yeah, well
1: the remnants of it, but yeah. Yeah. So thunderstorms are plenty, but that's it for that. Uh, Miami Hydroxide at Minnesota. Uh, Miami Hydroxide has rebuilt a little bit. Yeah, they're not quite the punching bag they used to be. Still kind of a bottom half of the MAC team. Uh, Minnesota did get some unfortunate news from their game. I don't think we mentioned this earlier. Rodney Smith is out for the season. uh, With Shannon Brooks also being out for the season, Muhammad Ibrahim is hurt. They're now starting true freshman Bryce Williams, but that kind of fits because true freshman Zach Onyxon is a quarterback. True freshman Rashad Bateman... They're either one or two receiver, depending on what you think of Tyler Johnson. So the youth movement is on in full bore in Minnesota. What did you think about BJ Fleck's little uh, statement about Rodney's recovery? That seemed like a bit much to you. I am devastated
0: for Rodney, but I know he will keep his oar in the water and continue to move forward and attack his
1: rehabilitation. Not everything is a branding moment, you fucking tool. Here's God, the thing, though, what a tool.
0: The question is, shouldn't you take your oar out of the water in order to move it back in front of you to take another
1: stroke? You just don't get it, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. This should not really be that all, all that interesting of a game. I mean, Minnesota's struggled a little bit the last game, I mean, particularly with Fresno, but Miami's <laughs> <on this. laughs> We missed that game in our recap. And I don't think I need to go back. Yeah, well,
0: there's no need to go back, but know that they were saved from getting Jeff Tedforded by Antoine Winfield, making just an absolutely superhuman play to rob a, game, a game-time touchdown. Damn, I
1: guess maybe we do have to talk about that a little bit. So, uh, yeah, if, if that's another play where if you haven't seen the replay of that, you're missing out on the whole point of the sport, which is to see... I couldn't believe it. Though. Incredible things. I just and, couldn't believe it. And, you know, the other thing is, this is probably a little more of a year one slash year zero situation for Fleck than most of us realize because... If that's the kind of play you need to save yourself from a decent Fresno State team, uh, this conference schedule might not go the way you planned, especially now that Smith is hurt.
0: Yeah, the, the running back, uh, the, the run, those running back injuries are a really big loss for them, especially given that their quarterback situation is less than ideal. Uh, speaking of less than ideal, the Fighting Illini. Would you say it's not ideal? I would say it is not ideal, but I'm not sure if it'll be a dagger to the heart of our program, which has never won. At Legendary Soldier Field. And yet we continue to host teams there. But this isn't Washington. This is South Florida. They're still going to kick our ass because we can't uh, lift those suspensions yet. Uh, A.J. Bush will probably continue to start for us at quarterback. He really, 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 really likes to run the ball. And he's nowhere near as good at it as he thinks he is. Um, Would you rather he be throwing it more, though? I guess not. I mean... Yeah, I don't know the way that our offensive line has struggled against Kent State and Western Illinois, and kind of terrifies me to see what's going to happen here. Uh, and the way that our uh, <laughs> defense before.
1: has and yeah, that's before you got Penn State. I'm sorry, it's not. Oh, yeah. yeah, I that's... don't mean to laugh at you. I'm not laughing. But hey, here's at the thing. The misery exactly. This
0: but. this it, I said it will be kind of
1: hilarious to see that. Penn State won't even be funny. Like, my, mm, yeah, man, you that's going kind to of like too much of a good <laughs> joke. So you don't feel confident no this spring in Illinois' chances of springing the upset, fair uh, to say? Not at all. I mean, all
0: right. what's, what's discouraging here is that before the season started, right, I'm, you know, just thinking all these things about how I boldly declared that we'd be better than last year, looking at this game and thought it was a probable loss. But, hey, you know what? If they struggle to replace their starters and this offense gels earlier than we expect, then, hey, Hey, maybe we can make this a game. Maybe we can pull it out. But now, after the first two games for each of you know each of the two teams, I think no, there's no chance we win this game. Which is a frustrating place to be. I don't know if they're any
1: better. Understandable. Uh, Mizzou at Purdue. Oh man, um, take
0: the over. Fair to say. Yeah, take the. Over. Yeah, fair to say because Purdue's struggling on defense, and of course, uh, Mizzou's coaching staff loves to make Drew Locke throw it when they've got a decisive win. The question is: Is Purdue a good team? Because if Purdue's a good team, then M- Missouri's going to lose against them. Uh, Missouri can't beat teams that will finish with a winning record. So, will Purdue finish with a winning record?
1: This is where we find out. Yep. Uh, Northern Iowa at Iowa FCS game. Do we really need to talk about this? I mean, you and I have given them a couple scares in the past, but are we really seeing an upset with this Iowa team? I didn't do my homework on this one. Okay, moving right along. So
0: Akron at Northwestern. Um. Well. I, I don't know. I mean, Akron did not get to play against Nebraska, so we're not really sure. What exactly did they do here? I... Taking
1: out all that pent-up frustration from Nebraska, being too scared to play them. Although we are told Nebraska really did everything they could to reschedule that game in as short an order as possible, and Akron just didn't want to do it. Because when your last name is Bowden, sometimes you can just be difficult for no reason, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I do want to do it. Danny! No, I don't want to! All right. I, I have no idea. See... Terry Bowden could very easily sound like that, or he, he you could you could give me any impression under the sun. You could give me an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression as Terry Bowden. I'd be like, yeah, that sounds right. He probably sounds like that.
0: Here's what we know about Akron. They beat Morgan State forty-one to seven. Morgan State was so bad that they lost to twenty sixteen Rutgers. Um, damn, y'all. So, yeah. So, uh, Cato Nelson is the quarterback, and Van that's just V A N Edwards Jr. is the running back. I have no idea how good Akron is. Um, Northwestern should
1: win this game. Well, we I mean, based on what we saw of them last year, Akron's probably a better-than-average MAC team, at least. That's and the, the only reason <laughs> that they were in that <laughs> I mean, title game was
0: because of an unlikely upset they pulled on Frank Solich and the Ohio Bobcats. They pulled uh, the upset, uh, though, did they a, not? And to, get yeah, to, they did. to be
1: in the position for that to matter, they had to have a good enough conference record, otherwise... Okay, so of the four MAC teams that the Big Ten plays this year, Akron's certainly the best, I would think. Okay, and, and the jury's still out on Northern Illinois. Well, right, but we we don't play that team this week. So. Oh, oh, I thought I you said, the, said this yeah, year. Yeah, no, 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 I was playing okay, okay, the Yeah, this team. of this this week. Yeah, this week. Certainly, this, this week, the other options. They're certainly I Kent, think by far Kent State, the best. Ball State, and Chemical Miami. Yeah, no. Uh, so. This should be a little bit of a test for Northwestern, but it's also a good opportunity for them to remember, oh, hey, we've got a pretty good running back, and running the ball heavily has worked for the last few years. Why don't we give Jeremy Larkin 30 carries and see what he does with it? I'm intrigued to see what the pitch count does. I'm not intrigued. Well,
0: basically to see if, you know, given a game that they really should control. I mean, there's really not much of an excuse for a program like Northwestern to not control this game from start to finish. Are they still fucking around with the quarterback refs?
1: if you're winning by at least 10 points at the end of the first quarter, is there, them out. is there really any reason person to play anymore? Yeah, I mean, just take them out. so yeah, I don't know. We'll see. If what do we know? be really, really cute here. I said, I said, what do we know as though we're like retired college football coaches? We actually don't know shit, but it seems like such a dumb idea to play him if you don't need them, especially in this game. Um, So I know y'all probably have tried to guess playing your mental games with yourself as you listen to this podcast. What our last game of the week is going to be. We usually say the biggest game for last, the most interesting game for last. That's why next, before we get to the last game, we got to talk about Ohio State, TCU, and Jerry World. What do you see in this game? Oh man,
0: I just do not think TCU has the horses to run with Ohio State because you know what? TCU has Cavante Turpin. Ohio State has a roster full of Kevontae Turpins. Ohio
1: State has, like, six Kevontae Turpins in the receiving court. Right, while. like, yeah. a guy that's special for for TCU
0: is, like, battling for, you know, some reps yeah, at Ohio he's, State. He's
1: one, he's one of the eight receivers on the wide receiver roulette wheel. Like, who's going to be the one to catch, 10 catches, to catch ten passes and two touchdowns this week? Who knows? We, we could Just be wrong because there's been a... <laughs>
0: because so far Ohio State has played two power five teams with a massive 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 gulf of talent and skill and proficiency and experience.
1: Yeah. That it's a mere chasm between Ohio State and TCU. Like it's not it's not so inconceivably vast that it's impossible to even think of an upset. I mean, and as much as we you know, kind of look down on the idea of Turpin being good enough. The other thing is, he is a dynamic special teams player. We've seen Ohio State be vulnerable. Remember well, Saquon Barkley the opening kickoff last year? These things happened before. If there is
0: anywhere that Ohio State is vulnerable, it's going to be the secondary. So that's yeah, where you're going to... Well,
1: for now, until their latest batch of five stars get used to playing. Well,
0: exactly. Well, I'm saying, though, if there's a place where they're used, because it sure as shit isn't the defensive line. No, <laughs> no, don't,
1: don't bother trying to run against Ohio State right now, but... Probably not much. I think the line I saw on this was something like 13 points. That feels about right, maybe a bit low. Yeah. It's basically a road game, so there will be that. But I don't think it's necessarily... I mean, Ohio State's got enough big-time players. I don't think this is going to be an environment that intimidates them. It's a spaceship. It's an it's a sterile NFL spaceship.
0: And here's the thing. I'm saying that... Was, I've been saying all along, I do not think that Oklahoma would have a, a, a substantial drop-off, even though they lose Baker Mayfield. Um, and then also that I don't think... TCU has the horses to compete with Oklahoma. Well, you saw what Oklahoma did to Ohio State last year, and I think we'll see that Ohio State's a level above TCU here. So that All this right. will also kind of show us, you know, if TCU does have the balls to to dethrone the uh, Kansas basketball of the Big 12.
1: Okay, okay, okay. So enough talking about these irrelevant games. Let's get down yep, to brass tacks. Let's talk tags. about
0: the big one. Let's talk about primetime.
1: Rutgers at... Kansas, y'all. Oh, oh man. Against all, Shit.
0: Odds. Against all odds, they come into this game. Neither of the teams has a losing record, and it's week three. God damn,
1: y'all. We ain't seen a matchup like this in
0: decades. I like Kansas's resume a lot better than I do Rutgers because
1: although Kansas has that home loss, Go on the road, Mount Pleasant Kelly Short yep. Stadium. Gotta be the eighth or ninth toughest venue in the MAC. Incredible road win. And i am be perfectly
0: of- honest here, though I think Nickel State is probably better than Texas State. Nickel State was a pretty good FCS team last year. I think went pretty deep into the playoffs. Um, Texas State is one of the worst Power Five or not Power Five, FBS teams, and you know that, that that gulf between the worst FBS teams and the best FCS teams is non-existent to negative.
1: So here's the thing Rutgers, next week, regardless of how this game goes, we're going to replay our segment of trade you My Rutgers. If you lose this game, even granted that it's on the road, but if you lose this game to Kansas, where there might be 600 people in the stands, you lose this game, we're not gonna be able to get shit for you. We need value on this trade in. You have been a terrible investment thus far. Sooner or later, Cutting is gonna catch up to us, and we're gonna be burdened with you for no reason. Let us trade you for something good. Win this damn game. You have no excuse not to. It's fucking Kansas, man.
0: Yep, and don't be like three yards off sides and turn into a meme like <laughs> the last time you played
1: them. Oh, God. They did that. that was.
0: You know what? The, that last game was. Really, really messy, but it was actually a lot of fun to watch. I really did genuinely, unironically enjoy that game.
1: It sure, like in the sense that if you're going to a high school game and they give you and like you show you accidentally get the time wrong and you show up to the JV game and both teams are just really, really bad, like that can be entertaining in a certain kind of way. Like, like when they put together clips on YouTube of guys getting hit in the balls repeatedly, so it's just like ten minutes of three second clips of that. This is what that that's that's what this game could be.
0: Well. I, it actually is an interesting matchup because you've got um, because you've got uh, Kansas who has discovered an identity and an ability to kind of run the ball, which not necessarily a strength, but it's a thing that they do where they don't turn the ball over. It's uh, true. Puka Williams, lovely name there, um, had a pretty good day on the ground. Uh, their Kansas fans that I've been seeing online are very concerned about Peyton Bender's ability to throw the ball. Of course, if you're Rutgers, then you're worried about uh, defensive back Hassan defense. Uh, <laughs> you know, who of course, I assume that uh, given the fact that they seem really optimistic about him, I would assume that Sikowski's still going to be in line to start. So See, Sikowski I, I think they better did.
1: look out for defense. I think they did announce today his MRI was negative and he's just expected to be basically fine. Wait a minute.
0: Did, did Hassan defense graduate? Oh, I don't know. Do well, Joe really Deneen Jr. is still there for Kansas and the, he's actually... No joke, a very talented
1: linebacker. They've got they've got a few talented players on this Kansas roster. You are like looking at something to tell you that, right? You're not you're not just familiar with Kansas football. Is, is that the place where you're living mentally right now? No. Here's the thing. Okay, I
0: I did kind of go on the rock shock talk game thread because I just wanted oh, to see like what um, the moment looks oh. like when you finally you know what I mean. Breaking through a wall like that—it's oh like it's funny because half the comments were made by one guy, and I just wanted to give that guy a hug, oh, buy him a beer, no. and be like, "Man, I'm
1: so happy for you." <laughs> you, were, you were one of like four people to read that thread, man. Oh no, this is much worse than I thought it was. We got we got a lot of work to do. All right. Anyway, let's wrap this up. Um, we're gonna go into our prediction of the week segment. Alright, Boise
0: State is at Oklahoma State this week and ooh boy. Oh, this no. oh, uh no, no,
1: no. dick trip of the week. Back up, back up, back up. Five. Oh, wait. I'm sorry.
0: Okay. Yeah, predictions. So Oklahoma is going to Ames, uh, where last year oh no, it was at home last year yeah, that Baker Mayfield Norman. threw a game ending pick and somebody shouted in the general direction of the shotgun mic, Who's your daddy? <laughs>
1: Uh, Yeah, last year also saw the dramatic premiere of Kyle Kempt, then the backup quarterback for Iowa State, this year the starter, unclear if he's going to play because of injury. Uh, We're recording this on Monday night, we might know more by game time, but even with him doesn't feel like there's much of a risk of this happening again. I don't think Oklahoma's going to get caught flat-footed by Iowa State twice in a row, but it did happen last year, so we got to bring it up. this second one seems a bit less likely after the result from the ECU game last week, but East Carolina going to Virginia Tech once again. I don't understand why Virginia Tech continues to voluntarily play this series. Buy them out, be done with them, never see them again. They they keep they keep plundering your booty, man, and you keep inviting the Pirates back into your house.
0: Yeah, I thought you were going to say you keep inviting the Pirates back into your booty, which is also true. <laughs> man, I,
1: I really just should have said that, but all right, so Virginia Tech has been better than I thought they'd be this year. I mean... The, oh, they looked
0: that, great against Florida State. I mean, you know, Bud Foster which given, to given turn out great.
1: Given Florida State's narrow escape against FCS Sanford last week, maybe that week one win doesn't mean as much. Maybe Willie Taggart's got a little bit of a reclamation project of his own. But still, Virginia Tech has looked much better than we thought, given that basically their whole starting defense was lost for various reasons in the offseason. Transfer, graduation early departure, suspension, like all manner of things cause guys to disappear from that depth chart. So probably not anything that we should expect based on actual this year results, but historically this has been one of interest. Um, what do you think about USC at Texas?
0: Um, that USC is uh, more talented and probably better, but I I don't know. I mean, USC got taken out pretty decisively by Stanford. They were held to three points. It was... The three points that they scored were the lowest point total for USC since nineteen
1: ninety-seven. Wow. Um, not entirely surprising given that they're starting a true freshman quarterback, albeit probably the next, you know, Heisman candidate, USC quarterback, JT Daniels, who everyone seems to think is gonna be truly great, but still just a freshman now.
0: Speaking of which, oh god, the worst fears of Lions fans are coming to pass and Sam Darnold is apparently just lighting them up.
1: Of course it is, man. I mean, look, I don't know if we've discussed this on this podcast before. The fact that I've been raised in Michigan my whole life, a lot of people assume that I am a Lions fan or a Lions supporter. No, no. You see, my parents loved me. And so I was not raised as a Lions fan. My dad was a baseball guy. My mom didn't give a shit. She liked the Red Wings a little bit. But in any case, I never had the burden of Lions fandom placed into my like upon my shoulders to carry for the rest of my life. And for that, I truly do love my parents, and I will never forget my mom's birthday.
0: Oh, boy. Wow.
1: This is relevant because we were talking about USC, and Sam Darnold went there, so don't you dare tune out of this podcast, just because we started talking about Jets-Lions all of a sudden. <laughs> don't you dare, listener.
0: All right, well, the, the Darnold, has, anyway. the Darnold right. has built a wall, and he is making Matthew Stafford pay for it. Um. So, what else
1: are we watching for this week? Some very interesting games, on the not so much on the upside alert necessarily, but... Games where if you're waiting for your team to start, you don't care about what else is on, maybe check these out. First, Hawaii at Army, y'all. If you haven't been aware of Hawaii... Teams could not be more different. uh, Oh, no, 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 yeah. First of all, as diametrically opposed, stylistically, schematically, culturally as two teams could possibly be... um, Hawaii has sort of rediscovered their, you know, ten years ago they were basically a wide open, flinging it around. Colt Brennan breaking all kinds of records and nobody cares about because he was at Hawaii. Did he get an invite to New York as a Heisman finalist one year or not? No. no, it just he just deserved it. Yeah. But they're back to that kind of football, very entertaining to watch.
0: Well, after that, remember there was Bryant Moniz and uh, right. slinging it to what Greg Salas and Kilo Yeah. Yeah. I play fantasy sports. That you do,
1: you sick, sick degenerate. <laughs> so, and then you've got Army, of course, who, in spite of a somewhat disappointing start to this season, although last week's set result was very satisfying for true supporters of actual liberty and not just the university, which is a. We won't we, we'll get into that. Um, but Army has stepped up their program in all senses of the word under Jeff Munkin. So, this is normally the kind of game, I mean, they even threw it a couple times in the first couple weeks, so this that's gonna be a potentially very interesting game. Um, we've got Miami Florovium. That's the true Miami um, going to Toledo, which again I don't get. Isn't this usually the kind of arrangement where before it happens, the team that has to make the dumb road trip to the group of five teams says, you "Never mind, we'll cut the check," and they don't actually go yeah. and they just get the home game and make more money than they would have by you know buying out the. So Miami's going to Toledo. Um, they were disappointing in week 1 as well. Came back and just absolutely shit canned Savannah State last year, but Savannah State is going down a rank next season. They've
0: They're going down to D2? Yeah, damn.
1: Yeah, they're FCS and they're not they're moving and it's not. Well, they are god yeah. awful. Right.
0: I mean, even for an FCS, team, they are probably about the worst Division 1 football team in the whole country.
1: And so that was that's the sample size that we have to work with of Miami being successful this year is against Savannah state. So Toledo still very lively. They've been at or near the top of the Mac the last few years. Maybe you see something interesting there. Probably not, but maybe it's a game a bit longer than it, than it should be otherwise. And well, then finally-
0: it's, it's the glass bowl, which based on the amount of starters that we have suspended is not a place that Illinois should ever go. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. Here's another interesting one that I saw as I was scrolling through here. Um, if you really hate North Carolina, they <laughs> host UCF.
1: Oh, that's not gonna go well. Uh, oh, UConn
0: man. is against a pretty decent Rhode Island team. If you like FCS
1: upsets, you know I may, I may have to go. I may have to go pick up Mackenzie Milton for fancy purposes this week. Uh, if you like maybe. when
0: Florida State loses, they're traveling to Syracuse, where uh, Dino Babers is finally with a healthy Eric Dungey, just lighting people on fire.
1: Yeah. And then the last thing that I kind of wanted to highlight a little bit here was Boise State at Oklahoma State. Um, the Pokes had the courage slash stupidity to invite Boise State into their stadium. Um, yes, I know MSU has a future home-and-home schedule with Boise State. Don't bring it up, please. That could be another interesting game. You should watch that as well. Bump, any thoughts to take us home? Um, well, I mean, there's also... a lot about football. Like, <laughs> give, give me life wisdom, man. we got to bring a well-rounded experience to our listeners.
0: This beer is absolutely fantastic, and if you're ever in Grand Rapids and you don't go to Founders, then what are you even doing? Cheers. Your source for Big Ten Talk, gets Off Tackle Empire. Well, oh, this is tasty, though.